Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Welcome to episode two of Consignment Chats, where we're going to discuss our main topic as top five pros of consignment. So we're going to start off um, talking about our week. We all, um, you know, as you know, work at different places and, and doing kind of same but some slightly different things so let's start off ladies by talking about how your week went Personally, it was a lot of um, prepping for Christmas and holidays and um, my sales just kind of you know really slowed down over the week you know it was pretty good the weekend before but kind of slowed down but I thought it was good I mean I liked Appreciated having a little bit of a, bre- a break from the sales so I could do personal stuff. So it was just very, you know, busy prepping. Yeah. My week was, um, you know, very busy, you know, personal wise and uh, sales wise. It was crazy. Um, I don't think people ever stopped shopping. Uh, so there was a lot of shipping. There was more wrapping other people's shipments than there was gifts for my own family, for sure. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. Um, I was going to say that's a good thing, but you know, good and bad, right? <laughs> it's a good thing. At this point, this many years in, my family knows this is the busy time um, for us. It's when we make the majority of our income. So everybody just kind of kind of deals with it and pitches in a little bit. So it's good. 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 I thought what I thought was really weird was I sold five Halloween items the week of Christmas. Really? I did. That's interesting. I know. It was just weird. I don't even know. It's like one thing could sort of pass is just maybe if you're just a goth person or something I don't know you want to have it out all the all year long but the other things were strictly Halloween and I just don't understand but whatever I that's always been my philosophy that anything sells anytime mm-hmm. of the year so just I just keep listing no matter what season it is or what it is I list sweaters in the summer I don't care everything sells whenever like that is correct and you have to get used to that. I always worry about, you know, do I list these shorts in the, you know, middle of this, in the middle of the winter, but you know, not everybody lives up North or people live in Florida and people live, you know, all around the world where you don't get. Or they're going on a vacation where they right. need something on the season exactly. and you can't walk and, and you can't walk in a brick and mortar store and get something out of season. So that's right. why it draws them to it. That's a benefit of online just to. Oh, absolutely. Because when I had this store, when we had the store, it was, you know, we were very strict about seasonal items. Like we only took what's in season. So being online, definitely, you know, we take all seasons, all holidays, all the time. It's, it's very, it's very freeing. It's very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and my week was a good week too. I had a lot of um, good sales and uh, which is great to see that picking up since I've really been getting back into into the business full force. So that was, um, has been, been nice getting myself back into getting many sales in a day. So good stuff. Um, what about any, during all the, the positive, um, throughout all of this, any struggles that we had, any things that challenges that went on this week that our listeners might, um, benefit from hearing about? I think everybody's probably dealing with the same thing, whether you're a buyer or a seller. 
it's shipping. It's the problems mm-hmm. with USPS and how backed up they are. Um, I spent many, many hours this week tracking packages and um, getting back to customers, opening cases and search requests. So it, that's definitely been, you know, a, a time drain. And it's, it's frustrating for the customers. A lot of people ordered stuff early for Christmas and um, they still haven't received it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't- Nothing that I ordered for my son came at all. Nothing. Nothing. And just really, really upsetting as a buyer. And then as a seller, I have, I feel really bad for the customers that are, you know, contacting me. It's just, it's just terrible. It's a struggle for everyone. And some people, you know, that don't buy a lot online aren't getting it. They didn't really get, you know, not everyone's aware of the problem. Right. Right. Oh, it's hard. That does make it difficult for sure, for sure. I have some things um, I'm still waiting to receive. And as our listeners can tell, we're kind of, this episode comes off of, of holiday season. Um, but it, yeah, I'm still waiting too. And I just hope that, you know, people are patient. And like you say, Tiffany, not everybody understands because they're not, haven't been big online shoppers, but mm-hmm. times right now drive to more online shopping. Um, so maybe they're not as, as, as patient through all of this. But. Yeah, and I'm finding like a lot of the, my customers when I, you know, explain and I send them the, you know, updated tracking and tell them they can get text updates. Um, are very understanding and very patient about it. I think I had one customer that was, in my eyes, unreasonable. Um, but mostly everybody has been totally understanding. It's just setting those expectations and kind of explaining that, Hey, we're all in this together. You know, I I didn't get some of my stuff as well as a buyer and I'm doing my best as a seller. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for one of my eBay purchase presents for my husband, (laughs) 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 but Hey, you know, it just extends the gift giving, you know, New Year's gift. You can look forward to. So I was really worried about item I sold an advent calendar which people you know want to start using on December 1st I she bought it the day before Thanksgiving I sold it I sent it the day after Thanksgiving and it was large it was a wooden advent calendar so it was a big box heavy she paid a lot for this item and a lot for shipping she got it on December 16th she was very upset. It was only going to the you know next state to Pennsylvania. I'm in Maryland. So it was only going to, I could have driven it to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I would have, yeah. I would have. Had you um, known, right. And um, so, you know, she kept, kept messaging me saying, you know, well, it's useless now. Like about, about the 10th, she was like, well, there's no point in it now. So I really thought she was going to return it, but I kept communicating with her as much as I could, because I wasn't getting a lot of information on USPS and she finally, and she, when she finally got it, she, I thought I was expecting a bad review or maybe a return request because she wouldn't need it, but she left me a glowing review and said Aww. that beautiful item and worth the wait. So, well, that's, you know. good. So, that's good. I'm glad she can use it next year. <laughs> so yeah. she was clearly frustrated, but, but in the end, understanding that it was out of your mm-hmm. control. So. Um, so as I mentioned in the beginning, our main topic for this week's episode is going to be the top five pros of consignment. So we have a list of five things and our, we're going to start with number five as freedom. 
Libby, what does freedom mean? So freedom, when you are a consignment seller, you have, you know, you have the freedom of your time to work when you want, um, to accept what you want. But the other thing, um, you have the freedom to sell, to sell how you want. You set the terms of the contract. You have the freedom to accept, you know, only certain things. You, you pretty much set, set your own terms. Um, and you also have the freedom to, once you do consignment selling and you're selling online and, you know, trying out different platforms, you also um, have the, the freedom to, let's say you want to go to an auction, like you understand the process of reselling, you can easily add other forms of reselling in there, you know, retail arbitrage, I, I like to go, um, it's kind of our family hobby, we like to go to the auction and pick up things and you really learn the value and you're much, you're much better at that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. so starting with consignment is a good place to start, but you can also have the freedom to explore other options. How about you, Tiffany? Um, I think when I think of the freedom, I think of it as just, um, you know, being your own boss, you know, and taking off when you want to, uh, not having to explain yourself if you're, don't get out of bed at 7am every morning, you know, whatever you can, you know, take a sick day, take a, you know, take a day off, whatever you want. And I just kind of think that kind of freedom and, um, you know, and then, and you always have the inventory here because they brought it to you. So that's what, what I think. Good. And I agree with all of those above. It's nice, you know, with a husband who works a full-time job when, when he has a, a banker's holiday that, you know, I have the freedom to enjoy some of that time and not have to look, you know, to hope and beg for the day off, but other people in my company have already asked for that day off. So maybe I'm not allowed to take it off. You know, it, it, it gives me that freedom. And when my son was um, in high school and playing sports, the ability to, to get to all those games and, and still have a successful business and, and working. So that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So number four, giving back. This is one of my favorites because it wasn't something I realized initially. Um, part of consignment and um, dealing with consigners, you, you really help them through, like, let's say, you know, they're cleaning out or maybe they have emotional attachments to something and helping them, you know, kind of step through that. And um, a lot of times people are cleaning out estates and we get this stuff. Um, and it's just that ability to kind of walk them through that and um, know that their items are going to somebody that really wants them when they sell. Uh, I know I did both of my grandmother's items and it was a really nice feeling to be able to tell my family, look, you know, even though we don't, you know, have a use for all of this stuff or some of this stuff, people all around the world are getting these items and are going to use them and they're going to people that will truly uh, appreciate them and give them a new life. So that is really, it's really satisfying to be able to give back in that way. Mm -hmm. Many people get attached to their items and they don't want to just give them away or drop them at goodwill. Um, and they want to feel like they have the emotional attachment to stuff. So they want to feel like they're giving it 
you know, a way better or, you know, giving it to people that care about it. And I feel like um, consignment is a great um, add on to the decluttering movement, the Marie Kondo, you know, cleaning out process. And I've helped a lot of people with that, taking a lot of stuff off their hands. And I've also helped people who um, have recently lost, you know, people and they're cleaning out houses and things like that. So um, it's, it's when you're all emotional, like that it's I think you feel better giving it to someone to sell and knowing that there's going to be buyers out there that care about what they're getting rather than just dropping it in the trash or at goodwill or whatever and you don't realize like you don't think what an emotional um, support you wind up being for a family who's grieving and when we were in the storefront Libby and I with conscious consignment we'd have that a lot where you know a, a son or daughter would come in who just lost their last parent and um just heartbroken and you end up being a psychologist in the midst of it all, you know, you, um, but it's, you end up building relationships with these people during it too, that, um, I mean, we're still out of a storefront friends on social media, Libby with a lot of our customers who, you know, you become friends with because you, you don't, those things are such a part of them. And so when you become involved in that, you grow a friendship and a relationship mm -hmm. that lasts on. So, yeah. Um, I want to add on that about the giving back. Um, you know, there's other things outside of that, that you can do to give back in consignment. Um, as, as I'm sure many of you know, eBay has, um, a charity branch to their selling too. But we um, also, when we were in the storefront with Conchi Consignment, would do a Conchi Connects event where, um, you know, we would do pick a, a charity event and have sales where proceeds, a percentage of proceeds would benefit them. So just another aspect of the giving back and consignment of different ways you can do. Just the, the basic consignment gives back and helps people, but then you can even take it a step further if you chose to do that with your business. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. we should definitely do um, a future episode on, um, you know, giving back to charity, giving back and um, working with charities, because it is very easy to incorporate in the consignment. Absolutely. Process. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. A great thing. And they love it. You know, they really do. And it's easy. Having come from um, a nonprofit background too. And in charge of the fundraising, looking for things like what Conscious Consignment offers to charities is, is an amazing thing to have because you're always going to have to throw those big events that suck up your time and you work so hard for. But to have something like consignment where you can have your supporters drop products off and know that, you know, the sales from that are going to benefit your, your nonprofit is huge. So yeah, that's definitely mm -hmm. a good episode. We need to put oh, that. Oh yeah. We can definitely talk a lot about, about that. Yeah. Yep. So number three, which is also near and dear to my heart. And one of the things that brought um, Libby and I together in the beginning of our friendship with the local elementary PTO years and years ago um, is sustainability. Which one of you would like to start that thought? More than just like sustainable shopping and things are getting recycled um, back into the community. Not only items, but your money when you can sign is being um, cycled back into your community. 
um, whether it be by, you know, employees or helpers you may have, consigners. So it's really amazing that the money, it's one of the few ways that the money can really stay right where it is and, you know, help out the community. And on top of that, you're recycling items um, or upcycling. In my free time, I like to do a lot of um, furniture painting or refinishing um, or giving things a new purpose. So uh, I enjoy repurposing that. Repurposing is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, repurposing is a lot of fun for sure. And mm -hmm. it just feels good. Like when I shop, I prefer to buy something um, through a resale channel rather than buy something new. That's just, that's just important to me. So mm -hmm. if I can help other people buy and sell that way, that's, I can't think of anything better. I think that's great too. And I love that, I love that you might be keeping, you know, we might be keeping stuff out of the landfill longer, giving it a second life, sometimes a third or fourth life. Right. And um, I even extend that. And I know Libby, you do some of this too, but I, I extend that to my boxes um my pack oh yeah I don't I know a lot of people are really big into the free USPS boxes but I don't use those I mean rarely do I use those because there are so many boxes floating around the, the earth already like I don't need to create new boxes I don't need a brand new box for every shipment mm -hmm. so I reuse any box that comes into my house I have friends and family giving me boxes all the time and I put this little sticker on them that says repurposed for the planet oh i love that got outside the box and, packaging. and i um, love that stay on the bottom but if it's non ebay sale i cut that part off <laughs> <laughs> but but i love but i always do that i always um i i i, I have so many boxes in my shed of our empty boxes mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and that goes for bubble wrap and the packing pillows yep. and the save all that yeah, I mean, I cringe now when I see, you know, somebody pop a pillow or jump on the the, the air bubbles to find. I'm like, no, I can use that. I know, and I have everybody I know bringing me that stuff. Like sometimes yeah. I'll come home from work and there's just a pile of boxes and packing materials on my front porch because people know that I need it, so they just bring it to me. It's so, great, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, that is fantastic. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Are we ready for number two? Yep. We're getting up to the top, ladies. <laughs> All right. Our number two pro of consignment is low cost. Tiffany, you want to start this one? Sure. So that's no low or no startup costs, really, because you can just, you can sell on these platforms without paying any money up front. You, um, if someone's bringing you the item, then you don't have to buy the item up front. Mm -hmm. So you just take the picture with your phone, you know, put it, put it up and, you know, it basically doesn't cost you anything to list it. Right. And um, then you pay after the sale, you pay for the, you know, your item, the cost of the shipping and everything comes out of that. And if you're using a recycled box, then, you know, nothing costs money, yeah. you know, and um, buying the postage from the platform that you sold it in is, comes out of your sale and then you pay the consigner after that um we can talk another time about when you pay consigners and all that stuff like that but um that's what i love yeah there's no no money you don't have to spend much money at all to 
to start this business. Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, easy it would be to start. There's no, like you see a lot of, a lot of different reselling Like people will buy inventory. They will go into private label, um, things like that. Consignment is really a great way to get your feet wet. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to spend anything to get started. Um, you pay when it sells. Yeah, so. All right. That's great. All right. Number one, I feel like we need a drum roll here. Hold on. <laughs> number one, top five pros of consignment is inventory. No shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you like shopping, you can still go shopping. Like Molly. But if you don't want to go out, they bring the stuff to you and drop it at your house. Like you don't need to go out. You never need to go thrifting, worried about, is this brand going to sell? You know, what's going to, I mean, I'm personally, I know different people are different, but I personally list everything, pretty much everything that someone gives me, unless it's, you know, trash or got holes in it ripped or whatever. Um, but I pretty much try to list everything, no matter whether it's a top seller or not, because I ha have the philosophy, like everything sells eventually. And I don't mind storing it for a while. I don't mind the long tail items, which means it's going to take a, you know, take six months or a year to sell. I don't mind those. I know a lot of people want that quick turnaround and you, you get some of those in there, but um, I list everything that someone gives me pretty much. Um, I might be a little pickier um, with listing. I try to list everything, but um I do not like to shop. I just never did. Um, funny that I would own a store, but I just don't like to shop because I like people to bring the stuff to me. I mean, how much better can it get? Um, mm -hmm. And then pick and choose what has resale value and, and what we decide to sell. So, um, and inven getting inventory is never a problem. I mean, I think that's a question people ask all the time. Like, how do you get all this inventory? You know, where do you get your inventory? Um, pretty much if you build relationships and you put yourself out there as a reseller, um, there are people that need this service desperately. Um, so mm -hmm. it's usually not a problem. Word of mouth. Yep, it gets Word around. Is big, yeah. I am, I will throw in there, I do a little, I'm the shopper of the group, shopaholic, um, and not just for myself, I just love to shop, 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 shop. Um, so when I moved away from um, Philadelphia area, when I worked in the store with, with Libby and relocated back down south, I wanted to continue working with her because I love her so much, um, but, but I wasn't... Um, into it full-time wanting to get consigners into my house at the time we were readjusting my son starting a new high school all that good stuff so um i got into doing kind of the resale aspect of it and going into yard sales and and so there is that whole other aspect that you can do if you are a shopper you can do both you can get some consignment which i do i you know have a couple local that will consign with me um but i do a lot of the the reselling of finding those deals um at the yard, at the yard sales or mm -hmm. will or thrifting or any of that kind of thing and doing the resale aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I've done some of that too. Um, I have a friend that helps me with the store and we've done some auctions, um, online auction buying and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and um, we've done a couple goodwill runs, but, <laughs> but generally you don't need to because we have so much here piled up yeah. to sell. 
there's definitely not a need. If you want to be all consignment, it is absolutely an easy way to do without having to go out and search for inventory. I just really love the search. <laughs> I think I a lot of people really do. Yeah. Not as much during COVID. Um, I try I to find, if I'm going to do it, I find those hours where nobody else is out. Um, but I, I just love the I love the search. Um, I do want to say that when everything shut down in March or April or whenever it was, there were a lot of sellers complaining about how they didn't have inventory. They're running out of inventory and they couldn't go shopping for inventory. But I never had that problem. <laughs> I had a ton here. I never ran out of stuff. Didn't have to worry about the, you know, all the stores were closed. It was all right here. That's so, fantastic. I mean, hopefully that won't happen again, but if it does, you know, that's, <laughs> it's a backup. Right. right. And that's typical. I think with consignment, once you're really out there, it's, I mean, Libby, I mean, do you ever like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of stock? No, it just no. doesn't happen. It's never happened. Yeah. It's never happened too much. That happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're constantly like, you know, telling people we're a couple weeks out, you know, we're at least a couple weeks out. Um, oh, I'm months out for sure because yeah. I'm part-time right now. So mm -hmm. I have months and I swear I'm good for like eight months, right? Now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I feel bad too. I feel bad. I can't li get it listed faster. So, <laughs> but yeah, well, <laughs> well, as, um, as we've, said it multiple times throughout that this is our second episode. Um, so typically moving forward, we're going to have this section of our episode be for listeners' questions. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage you, obviously this being our second episode, um, we haven't put that out there yet. So next episode, we'll have some, some hopefully some listener questions to answer. So if you have any questions at all on the in the world of consignment, um, please feel free to message us those. You can email them to consignmentchats at gmail.com. Um, you can get us on our Facebook page at Consignment Chats. Um, DM us in. You guys jump in because I'm Instagram. Instagram. Um, um, or drop them below in the YouTube drop them below on our YouTube and we'll have them and we'll make sure we get to, you know, as many as we can each week, but this is going to be a, a, a section each week in each episode that we, we get to your questions and ask them. So, and find us on social media. We also have a Facebook group if you'd like to join that because where we can interact with, you know, and with each other. That's what I was going to ask. What's the difference, Tiffany, between a face, the Facebook group and the Facebook page? Well, <laughs> for our listeners, so they understand the difference. Um, well, the Facebook page is our business page where we just put out information about our um, when our episodes come out and things like that. The group is where we can all interact as a you know friends and family a little bit better. You know, we can get a little bit more personal and just you can post questions in there that we can direct answer directly or tell you uh, we'll get to we'll t you know we might just tell you we'll, we'll answer this in our next episode we'll, you know stay tuned something like that but um we'll definitely have a little bit more personal um interaction in the group but you should also like the page for more business aspects i think i'm getting that right libby right <laughs> absolutely you just yes, jump in. Yeah. and you can also find all this on our website right libby yes 
yeah. Links to everything at yep, links to everything on consignmentchats.com. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we're out there. You can find us. You can. Um, so we're going to end our second episode with a fun fact. And this week's fun fact is going to be a fun fact about our friend Tiffany. Tiffany, <laughs> what fun fact can you share with us? Well, um, my fun fact is that my husband and I were married in the Civil War. <laughs> so... What? Wow, when you I look met, really good for your age. <laughs> <laughs> when I met my my current husband, my second husband, um, he was a Civil War reenactor, and he convinced me to have a Civil War wedding. And so I said, okay, because <laughs> I don't. And so we actually did this at a Civil War reenactment, and we made the front page of the newspaper the next day. Oh, uh, look. That's, oh, that's, a, that's, our, that's our picture. I so, love it. And the best thing was because this was a, at a reenactment, so it was open to the public. So the venue was free. So we only had to pay for some food and um, that dress. I had to get that dress made. That was, that was a lot. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was, and it was also July in um, July 15th. It was hot, 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 and my dress was 13 layers of stuff because you have oh, the corset, then the undergarments and the corset and the, the hoops and the, oh, oh my, and all the, it was heavy and thick and 13 layers and my husband's suit was wool. I was going to ask if it was wool. Oh, Lord. And there's a vest on underneath there that you can't see. So, I mean, we were hot. <laughs> it doesn't look it in the photo. It doesn't look you it. Were, you were hot, but you were also hot. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't have that picture handy, but our, we had a blended family. He had two sons and I have a son and we made them all dress up in little Civil War outfits too. And it was so cute. <laughs> now, how old were they during that? What kind of age range? Um, like... I think they were like six, nine, and 12. Oh, yeah. So that, it. it was really interesting. Um, my mom even got involved and she got rented an outfit for the day. And my dad was had a top hat and he got, he looked like Abraham Lincoln with his thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it was it. fun. Well, when we're able to personally get together someday soon, hopefully. Well, you'll have to let us uh, peek through your, your album. Okay. I bet those pictures are a lot of fun to look at. Yeah. yeah. But it was weird because it was open to the public. So we had people sitting out in the chairs that we didn't even know. Like, you know, <laughs> and the, a lot of people thought it was fake because it was, they thought it was just part of the reenactment. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But the headline says reenactment for real. Ah, it was like. Love that. So we ran around the next morning because someone messaged us and said we were on the front page or something. So we ran around the next morning and we picked up, we stopped at a bunch of different places and picked up like all that they had in each store. Of the, of the, so I have like 25 of these. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to have anything to even come close to topping that. I know. Well, we're done with fun facts now for these episodes. <laughs> one, one and done. We're out. <laughs> oh, no, no. Right. right. 
I don't know that we should have started up here with that one. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us for episode two of Consignment Chats. And uh, we look forward to episode three. We'll be publishing uh, what that main topic will be soon. But don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe. What else nope. do they need to do, Tiffany? Tiffany, subscribe and click your notifications. Hit yeah. click your notifications. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that you can stay on top of, you know, when what's going on and what's happening. And I'm sure coming soon, we're going to do fun things like giveaways and all that good stuff. So make sure you're connected with us and all the different um all the different social media aspects so that you don't right miss we can also have um notes below about our different stores and how to locate our stores yeah. if you want yes yes Absolutely. Like to, yep mm -hmm. check out the show check out the show notes on youtube check out the show notes mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yep. peace out all right guys bye, yeah. bye. thanks for joining libby molly and tiffany the ladies of consignment chats as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.